Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you of why you are here listening to our podcast today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. And Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profit by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equal MC squared. So please visit us at csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. And as you listen uh, today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. How much more could I earn if I did what I didn't want to do? What would my life be like if I did it when I didn't want to do it? And if I want to be at the highest level in my industry... Why haven't I scheduled my free coaching call yet? Get on it. Make the change today. Let's jump into today's uh, topic, which is uh, we're going to focus our efforts on the insurance agent today, right? Yeah, well, you know, we're going to talk about the magic number. Right. We're just going to use the scenario of an insurance agent. Correct. All right. But we're going to talk about the magic number. That 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 number, you know, that goal that you have as a sales rep, as a producer, so that you're basically making sure that you have enough money to pay your bills, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we can, we need to, first of all, define what is the magic number, right? So, the way that you look at it is the magic number in this case is how many deals, right? Or how many potential clients, how many things do you need to be working on at one particular time so that you have a steady stream, a steady pipeline of what's coming in the door right because it all too often in sales jobs there's there's a lot of cash spurts you know you have you have good days you have bad days you close a deal here you close a deal there but it's not very consistent you you you're the reason why sales um people tend to fizzle out is because there is no consistency in what they're doing Mm -hmm. you know they're always after that big fish that big deal instead of trying to focus their efforts on being productive on a daily basis so you know they're catching fish every day and maintaining Mm -hmm. that that cash flow coming in and so the magic number helps us you know really buckle down on what is it that you need to do on a daily basis so that we can follow you know the the money-making activities on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and then have a goal in mind as to where we're going right so you know a a goal is an is an it's an actionable uh plan right and if you have a plan you need to know exactly what you're shooting for you got to set the bar somewhere Right, right. So uh, this is, you know, a strategy that we've learned from uh, the real estate industry as well, but it is transferable to all industries, right? I think in uh, one of the earlier episodes, we talked about a even going so far as a car salesman. uh, And if you have those leads and you have these people that you're talking to and you're making those multiple touches throughout whatever time it is before they're actually ready to buy, then you have that steady stream of uh, clients that you can always fish from. That's that pool that you can always fish from. Right. Keeping that pipeline full of leads, following up, right? Pre-qualifying, mm-hmm. negotiating, presenting, closing those, and you know, all those money-making activities. But how many presentations do you need? How many people do you need to close? What should you be shooting for? That's what the magic number is going to help us answer, right? Exactly right. All right. So, so what's the first thing that we need to know in order to help uh, 
decide what our magic number is. The first thing we need to do is figure out what our required monthly income is, right? We can call that the RMI for short. Or, you know, since it's audio, it's not a big deal. You don't have to type it out. We just call it the required monthly income. This is what you need on a, a, at minimum, right? I mean, we all have lives. We're either paying rent or a mortgage, mm-hmm. right? We got to keep the lights on. We got to keep food on the table. Maybe we have a commercial place where we need to go to work at. Mm-hmm. We have maybe employee overhead, insurance, gas, you know, every every little bill that you have as a necessity to survive, this is your minimum requirement to survive, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to figure out what that is. If you've never sat down and, you know, looked over your daily budget and said, okay, what's, what am I spending? I mean, that's a, that's a task in and of itself. It is. Yeah. I mean, at, uh, when you really sit down and buckle down and look at what you're spending your money on, oftentimes you're going to see like, man, I probably shouldn't have hit up Starbucks 10 times this month, or I probably shouldn't have, you know, gone to 7-Eleven those five or six times to pick mm-hmm, up a couple mm-hmm. snacks, right? You start really seeing where the money's going, right. where you're spending it, you know, where where you're essentially blowing money, right? Yeah, to- totally, totally. For me, it's, you know, going to the karaoke bars, you know? Yeah, beer's more expensive here than it is over there. That too. Oh, oh, hello. Hello. That's how you know it's a live show. <laughs> <laughs> we well semi-live right that's that's how you know it's recorded because i'm not going to bleep that out there and, you go anyways so uh what is our monthly overhead we're going to add up all our bills and uh we're going to figure out what it is to what, what we need on a monthly basis net to come home right right and uh an, another detrimental problem that most self-employed people fall into is the fact that they don't keep up with putting money away for taxes you know, they, they take their entire paycheck, they pay their bills because because it is feast or famine usually. They have mm-hmm. to wait for the next deal to close mm-hmm. to pay the bills. Um, it, it's it's not something that they really think about until come April. Right. Right. And so, you know, you should definitely get in the habit of having multiple accounts. You should have an account for savings that you don't touch. You should have an operating account for your bills and you should have an account for taxes. Mm-hmm. Right. Keep it separate. Keep it to a point where you can put it away. So once you figure out what the required monthly overhead, let's say it's four thousand dollars a month. It's a good number for, you know, for a monthly living expense. Right. Right. So let's say it's four thousand dollars a month. Take that four thousand dollars a month and multiply it by one point three five. Right. So it's you're essentially multiplying by one to get your four thousand back. Right. And then you're getting an additional thirty five percent of that that you can put away for taxes. Now, some people might say, I'm not going to pay thirty five percent in taxes. Cool. Good. At the end of the year, guess what you have? What most people end up having? A tax refund. A tax refund. It's just for you. It's in your account, right? And you're you're having. You don't have to wait for Uncle Sam to send it back to you. Exactly. You have it squared away. You know, as as you're going through your year. So if you take that for that minimum uh, required income of four thousand dollars, you multiply it by one point three five, you end up coming up with five thousand four hundred dollars, and that is really what your required monthly income should be. That's the goal that you should be looking for net to come into your bank account every month. If you do that, you're putting away for taxes, you're taking care of all your necessities, your bills, your rent, your food on the table, everything's taken care of, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? That's where you feel comfortable. If that amount comes in every month, you're going to be much more at ease when you wake up in the morning. You're not stressed over, you know, I can't pay the next bill or when is when is when am I going to be able to pay the rent? Do I have enough money coming in this month? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where the boulder comes off the shoulders, right? The boulder comes off the shoulder. Okay. It had to rhyme, you know? It had to rhyme. So, I mean, just kind of looking at this, we're talking about what almost $65,000 a year basically on these numbers. So, people who have 
uh, businesses that maybe this is their sole income, right? Or maybe uh, people are going to be spending a lot of time that this, this is really what they do. I mean, if you're not focused on making this kind of money, you're doing something maybe on the side, but this is your side hustle, then maybe the numbers aren't going to be as large. Right, right. Okay, but we're this focusing is, your attention. You're right. This is the this is assuming that they need this income to survive. Exactly. This is the, the number one source yep. of income. So, okay, with that in mind, so so for our agents in, in our company, they get to choose the contract level that they that they want, right? So they choose a contract level and they're committing to a certain production number. Right. Right. And so uh, the best contract that we have on, on hand right now is our 70% contract. Mm-hmm. That means that an agent is getting 70% of whatever the commission that the agency is getting. That's a little bit confusing, but yeah. Okay. So the agency gets money from, gets a commission from the insurance carrier. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, the insurance agency, will pay the agent based on their contracted rate. Makes sense. Okay. So. Um, we're going to take that 5,400 and we're going to divide it by the contracted rate of an agent. Let's say it's a 70% agent. Mm -hmm. So if we divide that 5,400 by the 70%, we're going to get a number of about $7,700 a month. All right. That is the total commission that needs to get earned by that agent on a monthly basis. By the agent or by the agency? Sorry, by the agency. By the agency. So they need to sell that agent. So they need to sell enough insurance so that the agency earns seventy seven hundred, so that they can meet their number of fifty four hundred. Correct. All right. Correct. I was told there would be no math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a math teacher. To me, the numbers are just flying out, no problem. But we're rounding, by the way. We're rounding. So totally don't, rounding. Don't, don't totally check my math and make sure. Hey, it's actually seventy seven fourteen and twenty nine cents. Yeah, you're right. But if you want to send him some hate mail, go ahead, Hernan at csfirst.com. <laughs> so we're at $7,700 a month. And let's say, for example, that most insurance carriers on average, some pay more, some pay less, but most insurance carriers are going to pay an average of about a 10% commission rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we turn around and take that $7,700 and we multiply it by 10, it means that $77,000 in annual premium is what we need to write on a monthly basis in order to earn the $7,700 a month in commission to the agency so that we, the agent, gets $5,400 a month so that mm-hmm. they have enough to pay their bills and their taxes. That's a pretty big number. That's a pretty big number. It's a pretty big number. I mean, it's it's no small feat, but when you look at just the premium alone, mm-hmm. it could be overwhelming, right? I mean, 77000 in premium, dang, that's, that's a lot of premium. Yeah, it is. Right? But let's break that down a little further, right? Mm-hmm. So how do I get to that number? Well, now we need to start thinking about, well, how much does one client bring in in revenue in premium per month or per year, right? Right. So if I write a policy, um, well, first of all, how do I even know that? How do you know what the average is? Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably do a Google search. Well, you could do a Google search, but more so if you're already in the business, you need to make sure that you're keeping track of that sort of stuff. I mean, the numbers in your business are your lifeline. Mm-hmm. You need to know what your average premium per client is. You need to know how many policies per client there right. are. Yeah, you need that makes to know sense. these sort of things, right? Yeah. So you need to have an, an agency management system in place. Mm-hmm. You need to have something that tracks what uh what you're doing on a daily basis i mean just for the simple fact of of lead generation and follow-up once you've contacted a a client then that client's information should go into your database and you should be on a system to contact this client on a regular basis right yeah at least every six months at least they're a lead 
Mm -hmm. and don't fall off and not follow up later on, right? We talked about this in a previous podcast. It's part of your money-making activities. It is. So, you know, make sure you're using an agency management system of some sort, even if it's just as simple as a spreadsheet, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. there was a time when you had a spreadsheet going. Yeah, absolutely. I still do. And still do. And, And it's just a way of keeping track of what's going on. So we call that an X date card in the industry. And it's basically a list of who do you know, what insurance policies do they have, how much do they pay for those insurance policies, and when does that policy expire, hence right. the X date. And and we need to know when they expire because that's when they're going to be ready for renewal. That's, that's when they're going to be shopping. That is the buying window. Exactly right. So I was actually having a conversation with one of the agents that I was training today, and you know how we've talked about don't buy leads, don't buy leads, don't buy leads. Well, if you take that X date card and you list everybody in your Facebook page, right? All of your Facebook friends, all of your Twitter followers, all of your uh, contacts in your phone and in your email, you put every single person in that list. Listing the names, that's busy work. Right. 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 That's not a money-making activity. You can list all names all day long. You can make that list you know, thousands of people long. The money-making activity starts when you start calling those people and finding out what lines of business they have and finding out how much they pay and finding out when they expire so that you can start developing your pipeline and you have people to call on a monthly basis. Right. And that's, that's, but that's the hard part, right? That's where people get scared. That's the that's, cold calling. That's the, I don't want to hear no, but they're my friend. I don't mm-hmm. want to be selling them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, it's a pick up the phone, but there are scripts. And if you join the Money Coaching Club, we can help guide you through a lot of the ways that you can talk to your clients. Things like our Ford script that uh, we've we've uh, digested from the Tim and Julie Harris uh, Real Estate Coaching Club, but scripts like that where you're not selling them, you're getting in contact with them, you're talking to them, you're asking them questions about what's going on in their lives, mm-hmm. because as the conversation rolls, that's where these this information is going to come from. But it requires that you have constant contact. Yes. If you're of the mindset that you're going to pick up the phone and call them and close them right then and there, no wonder you're nervous. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's not usually mm-hmm. the case. Will that happen every once in a while? Sure, every once in a while, there's an easy deal that falls in your lap, but that's not the norm. The norm requires that you do the work that you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, and you do it at the highest level. Every right? time, yep, every single time. So now we have a, a management system in place, so I can pull a report and see based on my book of business, my annual premium per policy is X. Right. So let's use an example of having a two thousand dollar premium per policy per year right so mm-hmm. let's let's retract a little bit so we left off with uh we had our our minimum our required mi- monthly income of 5400 we added in taxes that puts that puts us at 7700 per month and right. then that means that we have to write 77000 in monthly premium and now we figured out that our average client spends about $2000 a year in premium with us right so all we got to do now is take that $77,000 divided by 200 and we're somewhere in the ballpark of about 36 to 40 clients that I need. Yep. So let's use 40 because it's an even number. Even number. I right? like even numbers. So if we take, if we need 40 clients per month, right? Mm-hmm. Now let's break that up into the days I'm actually working. Most of us only work Monday through Friday. Right. Right. Especially in the insurance agency, you don't want to get an insurance phone call on the weekend, Right? The only time an insurance agent gets a phone call on the weekend is when there's an accident. 
Usually that's true. Right? But other than that, They're in the most office people, Monday through Friday. You're in the office Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday is our hours of operation, mm-hmm. right? And that's when we do business. So that's when we're doing our busy work. That's when we're picking up the phone. That's when we're talking to clients. That's mm-hmm. when we're following mm-hmm. up. That's when we're pre-qualifying. So that means if you're doing the work that needs to get done and you take the 77000 divided by $2,000 and we hit our magic number of 40 clients that we need, well, there's 20 working days in a month. Yep. Monday Take through Friday, 40. four days a week for five days a week for four weeks. Right. There you go. 20 days. There you go. Yep. So you take the 40, you divide it by 20, and that means you need two. You need to close two policies a day. So yeah, you can look at the $77,000 in monthly premium and freak out, mm-hmm. right? Or you can break it down and say, I only need to close two deals a day. Two. Two deals a day. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty damn good, mm-hmm. right? I can do two deals a day. What does it take for me to close two deals a day? How many people do I need to talk to on a daily basis? At least what? Six? At least six people per day. Per day. Per day. Now, when you're first starting out, it's not going to be easy to get to your two per day. But as you consistently talk to your client base, as you consistently pick up the phone and talk to a new list a new person down your list and you're constantly mm-hmm. being in contact you're going to find that over time closing those two policies days is going to be no problem and here's the beauty about about insurance right we're talking about two thousand dollars in per in premium per policy and that's basically a uh like a home and auto type policy yeah that's a, that's a personal lines you can easily score a 10 15 20 thousand dollar premium on a commercial policy so i just Pulled up my Facebook okay. just to kind of think about this, right? And I don't consider myself to be particularly popular, but I have 464 Facebook friends. So if I'm calling each and every one of these people, if every single one of these people is on my X card list, right? Uh, what is it? How many people can I talk to a day and how long will that last me? If I'm talking to six people a day, how long would that last me? Like That's about seven... Seven, uh, 70 days, 70 days, 70 just, some just odd under days. 70 days. So that's two and some change months worth of just calling people, just right? Picking up the phone, just picking up the phone and calling people. And what did we say? We said that it takes, you know, five to seven touches, right? right? Right. So that first two months I start calling them. And then two months later, I try again when that rotation comes around. And two months after that, I try again when that rotation comes around again. And over and over and over again, I have this uh, pipeline developing and it just continues to grow. And every time that I do close a sale, every time that I prove myself to be of service to someone, I ask for that referral and I start generating a new uh customer a new person that is going to trust me to do this business for them and that's it i never have to buy a lead and and the thing is that's just one source that's just your circle of influence source right yeah what if you get out and go talk to tax professionals and do presentations on what they're doing or you go talk to real estate offices or Mm -hmm. you go talk to any type of organization that you're out talking and making a presentation and talking about certain things you're going to get to the point where you're talking to more and more people on a daily basis and your sphere is then growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. remember, all you need to do is close two to meet your goal. Two a day. Two a day. And if you're doing just a little bit more, maybe you're, you're doing a little bit of bigger effort and you're doing four a day. 
right? Then all of a sudden that 77,000 turns into 144,000. 144,000 and you're you're what you're bringing home is now double. Now you're now you're not at, you know, a comfortable 5400 a month. Now you're bringing home a comfortable $10,800 a month. All right. So our magic number is about 40 per month, right? That we need to actually close. Right. So how many people do we need to be talking to throughout the month then? So if we're saying that you have to talk to six people a day to so close. for that same 20 days, 120 people a month. 120 people a month. So that's what you need. Is that which of those is actually our magic number? Is it the 40 or is it the 120? The 40 is really your magic number because that's what you need to close, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, your, that's your bar. Because you're going to, I mean, I mean, we're talking in, in generalized numbers here, but you know, what if, what if one day I've been talking to people and I close zero policies, but the next day I close six mm-hmm. and then the next day I don't do any. And then the next day I do four. Right. Right. So, so your goal at the end of the month is to have those 40 closings. Right. And, and, and the beauty of it, the beauty of, of being in the insurance industry, of course, is, is if I consistently do this for one year, what happens next year? Residual. All those policies are going to renew, especially renew. if you're in constant contact with your client base. Mm-hmm. Those cu- those customers are going to want to stay with you because they talk to you on a daily basis or, or on a regular basis, yeah. whatever it is, right? You're in constant communication. You're going to be doing being of service to them, talking to them, keeping up to date with what's going on in their lives and in the market, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to be that, that revenue source and next year they're going to renew. And if you continue to build your book of business over time, you're not only hitting your magic number, you're also retaining a book of business. And that's the beauty of having an insurance business is that retention. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even break into the fact that there's broker fees in here at all. Right, we haven't even talked about all the different lines of business. I mean, this is just per, this is just on you know a, a personal and in, what do we call it on uh, personal personal lines, lines. Yeah. personal lines. Sorry. Yeah, this is yeah. just your this is just your regular old home and auto. This is just home and auto. This hasn't even you know you haven't been breaking the surface on what if we have a general liability policy or workers comp policy or lines, anything yeah. on the commercial lines. This is just on the homeowners and and auto side. Right. I mean, life insurance, we haven't we haven't touched on any of that stuff, but none of that is really as important because, yeah, you have all of these different lines of business, all of these different things that you can offer people. And the more that you reach out, the more that you continue to follow up, the more that you are that that uh, consistent person that, you know, every two months you just give them a call and say, hey, how's it going? You start remembering their, you know, kids' names and their spouse's names and, you know, you start asking about how they're doing and this, that, and the other. And you just kind of, it, it becomes, it truly starts to reflect the fact that it's a relationship business. It's the fact that you care, right? You, you actually took the time to pick up the phone and you care. You're not always closing and selling. You're getting to know these people and what they need Mm-hmm. You're fi- you're looking for that need in their life, and you are the solution to that need, right? You're only gonna really sell to them twice a year, maybe, right? Because right. those are their renewal dates. Mm-hmm. But you're getting to know them, and you're getting to help them on different things. You might have different referrals or advice or other things because you're on the phone with them. And guarantee, as soon as they get into any new venture, you're gonna be the first person they call. 
Absolutely. And things change in everybody's life all the time. And those doors are going to open in other lines of, of business. So, you know, that that's the beauty. Like, again, that's the beauty of the insurance industry is that residual aspect of it. So if you really want to dig down and build a, a, a business that is paying you on a month to month, you know, yes, of course, we're going to have servicing issues later down the road with certs and all these different things. But imagine if you have a residual income of about $5,400 a month and you've continuously started doing what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level and you start building another year's worth of $77,000 a month in monthly premium. You're, you can continue to have your salary as you're growing your business and hire your next CSR, your, your customer service person to mm-hmm. help handle with the mediocre stuff. You don't need a big mass team of agents, right? You don't. You, you don't. just need to build a system in place to operate what it is that you're bringing to market. Yep. Here's the thing, though. There's a lot of people in, in every type of sales industry that, that feel they need to replace themselves in every aspect of their business. And that's not necessarily the case. You can never give up the pick up the phone, call, and have the relationship with the client. Right. You can hand off the paperwork. Mm-hmm, you can hand mm-hmm. off, in this case, the certifications, right, and the data entry, and the you know those sorts of things. Yep. But the relationship, the pick up the phone, the, you know, the, the, those things that you dread doing, are the things that you have to do. There's no way around that. And no. the the minute you can just accept the fact that that is your role in your business you're going to be so much better off absolutely true and the thing is you know we've been talking about this from the insurance standpoint um a big part of it is is because of the uh, meetings that we've been having recently with our agents and we've been developing this you know same mentality and and stirring this all up in our agents as well and so all of this is coming you know coming to you today from this insurance standpoint but the fact remains that it applies to any industry that you're in right as long as you are in sales this this applies this applies the and, rules are the same and and um, truth be told it's not like we invented this right it, it came nope. from a real estate coaching company Right. Exactly. I mean, I'm a I'm a Harris certified real estate coach, and the magic number process came from uh, the Harris certified real estate coaching side. Right. right. It. But but the fact that it's a great concept to buckle down, look at your numbers, and break it down into what you need to do on a on a day to day basis to achieve that large goal. That's applicable, like you said, to any sales job. It absolutely is. And you know, you may not know how to figure that out for your business. You may need someone to take a look at your business and help you figure out what your magic number is. You know, maybe you don't know how to read your income statement and balance sheet. Maybe you haven't given enough thought to, you know, the different expenses that you have and how to even determine, how to even get started on determining what your required monthly income is going to be. Right. That's where the Money Coaching Club can help. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. It, it would be nice, right, if you can get on a conference call with some, with either one of us on like a weekly basis, maybe, and ask questions per, that pertain to your company, or to pertain to your magic number, mm-hmm. or to per, that pertain to the money making activities, right? Wouldn't it be cool to be able to do that? I think so. Well, if you join the money making, uh, the money coaching club, then there's an opportunity for you to do that once a week. Hop on our calls. 
get some questions answered, at least get, you know, get to get, get a little bit of heads up as to what's going on and what we're going to be talking about that day. But then we always open the mic up for, you know, discussion, questions and answers. And you never know, you might find the solution you're looking for. And, uh, it's just an extra set of eyes. It's an extra Mm -hmm. pair of ears to get you through maybe that little hump, that place or that problem that plateau that you're at in your business that you might need a little help getting over yep lots of entrepreneurs lots of people that you know can take a different look at at the same business and you know it might not even be something necessarily that is specifically about your business but just something that somebody else says that triggers something in your head you're like oh i should look at it that way right i mean those little light bulbs those little epiphany sections that's really what we're after right always so your homework is to think about the magic number in your particular business. Think about what it is that you need to pay on a monthly basis. Like literally sit down. It might even be helpful to grab your bank statement and go through and highlight in different colors. This is what I spent on rent. This is what I spent on my bills, mm-hmm. right? Just go through that and figure out at bare minimum, what does it cost you to survive, right? If, right. if, if everything went to crap, what does it cost you to survive? And if you at least have that starting point, the rest you'll be able to figure out. You can go back through this podcast, you'll be able to calculate what it is, what your magic number is, and have a, a floor to get to, right? A, a starting point to, to get to, because mm-hmm. that's really what it's all about. We want to make sure that you are out there taking the steps forward to make the, the sale worth it, right? Get up in the morning with a goal and an action plan to get there. So your homework is to go and... Find out what your required minimum monthly income is. Required monthly income. Figure that out. Give us a shout out. Give us a shout out either on Facebook at CS First. Go to our website www.csfirst.com to request your free coaching call, or you can shoot us an email, Hernan at CS First, or James at CS First, and uh, we can also find us on Twitter at Trades on the Road. But that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. And I'm out. <laughs>